The revolution in investing is here. With Legacy Precious Metals' new online platform, you can invest in gold and silver anytime, anywhere. Choose your amounts, have them stored in a vault or shipped to you, and track your growth in real time. And with inflation impacting the cost of living and volatility in the stock market, there has never been a better time to invest in gold and silver. That's why I invest with Legacy Precious Metals. Sign up for your free account online today at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. On this episode of Newt's World, we all watched as Washington negotiated over the debt ceiling in early June, making many of us wonder if they would come to an agreement in time so the United States would not default on its debts. The banking industry is under fire, with federal regulators taking over Silicon Valley Bank in California, then Signature Bank in New York. And we now have the recent announcement of the Credit Suisse merger. And then there's the continuing issue of rising inflation, which we are all feeling in our personal finances. Today, we're going to talk about all these topics and more, and why it's so important to diversify your investments. I'm really pleased to welcome back my guest, Charles Thorngren, founder and CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. Charles, welcome and thank you for joining me once again on Newt's World. Oh, thank you for having me back. It's truly a pleasure. I thought we could begin with kind of an overview of the U.S. economy because you watch all of these different things from a very sophisticated background. So let me start with the debt ceiling and how that evolved and what the final result was in the what was called the Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023. Were you concerned that they might, in fact, not get to an agreement and we might actually default? It was a concern of mine. As much as we need to balance what's going on and really begin to bring some common sense to the way we spend money, you never want to default. So that was a big concern. For us not to pay our bills is not something to be taken lightly, even as a term to bring people to the table. So it was a very large concern of mine. And I will say that I believe there's very few people who would have been able to accomplish what Speaker McCarthy actually did if you look at what was on the line. So, yes, it was a big concern of mine. I think Speaker McCarthy would admit this was kind of better than nothing, but not much. It's a first step towards what they are going to try to do. As you know, the House Republicans have now announced that the Appropriations Committee is actually going to mark up bills $100 billion below the Fiscal Responsibility Act. So they're going to put on a major push to cut discretionary non-defense spending by a significant amount. But the truth is, the long-term process of getting to a balanced budget is going to take a lot more heavy lifting than occurred just in that bill. To me, it was also a reminder, we're in kind of a fragile environment. You've got a Democratic president, you've got a barely Democratic majority in the Senate, with a couple of Democrats who frequently don't vote with their own party anymore. And then you've got a very thin House Republican majority. And you have a country which is facing a lot of challenges. And I think that it's important to recognize when we go into this appropriations process, which is the next step, that you have the Senate does not want to cut spending as much as the House. The president doesn't want to cut spending at all. And it's going to be five or six or seven months of constant arm twisting and maneuvering and negotiating. I went through this 
1995 with President Clinton. And it got very rough and tumble. We ultimately ended up closing the government twice, once for 26 days, just in a struggle over whether or not we were going to turn the corner and start cutting spending. So I have a hunch this is going to be a period of some tumultuous negotiations. And that can sometimes have a market effect as the market begins to feel unstable about what the future looks like. What's your general view of the scale of the debt we're building up and the scale of the interest payments on that debt? It strikes me that it's ultimately pretty unsustainable. But what's your view? You are correct. It is unsustainable. And I think when we look at it, and again, the fact that we had the speaker be able to get us to the table so that we can begin to fix a problem, it starts there. But the market will respond. We have a debt level that is not sustainable. We used to mark bad debt in the billions of dollars. We're now in the trillions of dollars, and it happened very, very quickly. So when you look at the amount of resources that are going to go towards just managing that debt, it's a significant amount of our GDP. And this is the problem. And this is why you said we will see fights to come. And it's important that we do. On the current trajectory, we should be looking at 125% of our GDP going to pay our deficit by the year 2033. That is as unsustainable as it can get. That's considered bankruptcy by any normal process. If it were you and I, we would be bankrupt. The problem is we can't have the government go bankrupt. It ties to everything that we do. A functioning government's important. If we want to be the country that the world looks to for protection, for advice, for help, we need to be strong. And I think this is what a lot of people misunderstand about that. That debt is an important part of the factor. We do not take care of our debt. It gives those who want to work against us the opportunity to truly work against us in a way that we see, like in Africa. China has such a stronghold there for those resources because of what they've done. And that goes against everything that we want to do because of the nature of it. So it's important that we begin to focus on that. And the markets will. We saw that when we thought there was going to be a shutdown. You know, the equities markets were all over the place. And we'll see more of that. The problem that comes there is now we're going to be doing it as we've been through almost a year plus of high interest rates, of high inflation. So it becomes a much harder battle at that point as Americans begin wearing out their savings to pay for the increase in living because of inflation. So it leads us to a point where that fight becomes so much harder and the equities markets will respond in kind. People will be concerned. And when people aren't buying equities, they go down. This is one of the major concerns when you're dealing with long-term debt and the public process of thinking about debt, because we feel it ourselves. With the scale of the debt we're building up, we're going to be paying more in interest on the debt than we pay for all of our national defense. Then the long run, that's just unsustainable. It's your tax money is going to go to a huge percent, not to pay off the debt, but just to pay the interest on the debt. And that's bound to have a depressing effect uh, on the economy at large, I think. It's one of the reasons why when I was Speaker, we worked very, very hard and we got to four consecutive balanced budgets. But I also know 
we're going through a transition here. And I want to get your thoughts about this because what happens in part is when you have a very inflationary period and the Federal Reserve makes money available very, very cheaply, which they did, partly in response to the COVID pandemic and partly because they wanted to sustain the economy. But what that does is it leads to some really bad habits. And then when you start to close down that flow of money and you start to raise the interest rates, there's some folks who've made gambles that assumed that cheap money was going to go on forever. To what extent do you think the fact that Credit Suisse basically went broke and there was sort of a forced merger, UBS was essentially required to take over Credit Suisse? What did that signal tell you? The biggest signal that tells me is that inflation and interest rates are not just an American problem. They're a world problem. When you have an institution like Credit Suisse begin to suffer and have to be bought out so it doesn't collapse by another group, that's a bad sign. Credit Suisse is not a new bank. They're not a bank that is unnecessary either. They fit a specific part of the economy. They created loans and they did transactions with companies that were more startups. They did have longer, more established companies, but they fit a specific need in the economy, not just overseas, but here in America too. So anytime that you have, and let's call this what it was, a forced merger by the government, the Swiss government saying, UBS, we need you to step in here and take over Credit Suisse. We need you to do that so that we don't lose our national economy. We need you to do that so we have the ability to continue to thrive and grow. UBS did what I consider to be something quite smart and business oriented. They said, okay, we're going to do this. However, we normally would not do this because of the debt of Credit Suisse. You want us to assume their bad debt. They're in trouble because they made some bad bets as a bank. They funded some bad loans. Why should we do that? And with that, the Swiss government said, we're going to guarantee you not to get hit with losses. We're going to assume up to $9 billion in losses. And when you approach any businessman, any business entity, and you give them that kind of guarantee, of course, they're going to take it. Because now they get to acquire all of the customers, all of the collateral of Credit Suisse, but none of the debt. And that's bad because someone has to pay for it. And you know as well as I do, it always comes down to the people. Government money is just the people's money. So you have that scenario to where the Swiss people are paying for the bad decisions by Credit Suisse. And this is something that we've seen. We've seen it in 2008. This is how we have all the joint companies now, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, J.P. Morgan Chase. It's a similar situation. It's pretty sobering that the guarantee that the Swiss government gave in order to get this pulled off actually means that, in theory, every person in Switzerland is potentially liable for up to $13,500. I mean, every single person in order to get through this banking crisis. And this is, as you point out, this is the second time that we have seen this in 15 years. It's one of the arguments for 
trying to think about long-term stability in your investment plans and not get trapped in any one thing. Now, what about the two American banks that also were taken over? Were they different from Credit Suisse? They were a little different comparative to where their bad debt was formatted. You have some of them dealing in the crypto economy, some of them being a startup bank focusing on startup companies, but it's more of the same bad decision-making. You had a bank that they weren't familiar with banking. They didn't know how to ladder out their debt so that they were covered. And it's a shame because think about how long everyone was talking about inflation before we had the Federal Reserve admit it wasn't just transitory. So they can't say they didn't have warning. It's just really a matter of the fact that they didn't pay attention to it. They had a process they were using. They had an aggressive amount of money invested in startup companies and in cryptocurrencies and not enough in secured assets that made sense. So when you're laddering your debt, these are things you pay attention to. And these two banks didn't do it. One was highly exposed to cryptocurrencies. The other was highly exposed to commercial real estate, which we're showing and seeing is suffering right now. And it's another shoe yet to drop on this economy of ours is the commercial real estate. But this is where these banks went awry. Are you worried about your future assets after recent events in banking? Cut through the market uncertainty with the tried and true safe haven against volatility, gold. When it comes to investing in gold and silver, I trust and invest with Legacy Precious Metals. Legacy Precious Metals makes it easy to invest in precious metals with its revolutionary online platform. With just a few clicks, you can open your account, select your metals, and start investing. They can store your metals in vaults or ship them directly to you. And you'll have access to a personalized dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, putting you in complete control of your money. With Legacy Precious Metals, diversify your portfolio beyond stocks and bonds, safeguard your retirement, and preserve your portfolio's value against inflation. Protect your hard-earned money from market fluctuations. Call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043. Or create your free account at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Even with all the steps we're seeing so far from the Federal Reserve, I mean, there's still a lot of inflation out there. It isn't like they've won the fight. That's why it was very confusing to me when we paused on the interest rate. If you're truly looking to take advantage and stamp out inflation, taking this last month off of an increase, it's counterproductive. It made me say to myself, where is the next shoe to drop? What do they know that we don't know? Is it more banking issues? Will another increase now cause more trouble in the banking system? Because if our ultimate goal is to really bring inflation back down to 2%, we have it moving at a point where possibly moving down. Step harder. Don't lighten up. We don't want this to be what they've said. Years long of this inflationary rate, years long of this interest rate. Don't you think they're sort of dancing between fear of inflation and fear of causing a steep recession? I think they are. But if we're being honest about it, 
you can't deal with this level of inflation without a recession. It's almost an impossibility. As you said, we've had so much free money in the system and we've trained so many new businesses who don't know what it means to operate without the free, easy money that you have to have the wake up call and it's going to require a recession. I know that's not a popular thing to say, but if we're being realistic and we really want to prepare for what's to happen, we need to realize recessions are a part of economies and we've taken all the actions necessary to create a recession. How they handle it going forward determines how bad it gets. So by playing this game of balancing, they're making the recession stronger and last longer. And that's my concern. When you had the opportunity to take a positive step to knocking down inflation, they didn't take it. It felt to me that they were beginning to play more politics than they were economic principle. Which means you're likely to have more inflation over the next couple of years than anybody would have projected. At least that's what it feels like to me. So in that context, with instability in the banking system, with the scale of the federal debt that's building up, and with the Federal Reserve still unable to bring inflation under control, how does all that fit into what you've developed in what you call the new legacy investing platform? And how does that fit into how people should think about their investments. With everything going on, it makes more sense now than ever to be diversified. And what we wanted to do was to bring the ability for people to diversify in all the forms and fashion that are comfortable for them. We have the ability for people to call us up if they're not sure what to do, call us and we can talk about it and show them options. If you have someone who knows, they can open up an account with us and they can handle their investments right online, be able to track everything online. The goal was to make it easy for every American to be able to protect themselves. Not everyone likes to talk to people. Not everyone has the time to. So we said, how do we help Americans do what we know will help them in the long term so that they can help themselves and their neighbors and their family? And this is what we came up with. Let's give them access in a way that's convenient for everyone, whether it's through email, whether it's through a phone call, whether through it's an online app, they now have the ability to take what is going to be one of the more important processes and more important steps they have towards their long-term financial well-being and present it in every form and fashion that's digestible and easy for them to use. In the last two major U.S. economic crashes, the price of gold actually doubled. What drives it? When you look at metals, understand that your gold and silver, and, and I'll say gold because it's synonymous with all of the precious metals, it is the counterbalance to government spending. It's the counterbalance to a currency valuation. The weaker the dollar gets, the less it buys, the purchasing power that disappears, the more expensive gold gets because it takes more of those dollars to buy that gold because gold is valued by the world. So what you're really doing is looking at it as like an insurance policy against government overspend, against bad budgeting, against inflation. It is the thing that offers that hedge against inflation. And it has done so over time. So when we see major events happen in the economy, it responds in kind. This is where you see these giant moves and it has the ability to double and sometimes even more 
from where it was when everything started. But even in the smaller things, we're all guilty of it. We've all heard it. When I was 18 years old, this cost this. Well, it works in that aspect too. So it helps you protect against just the average long-term inflation, even if it's in a controllable fashion. But it aggressively works when you have times of economic trouble, when you have times of high inflation, when recession's kicking in and the purchasing power is gone. This is where your metals come in and give you that balance. It's that protection. This is why we say diversify. We've never told anyone, move all your money into gold. We wouldn't do that. But you have to have enough to offset the decline that we know is going to happen. And this is the ultimate purpose of what precious metals, gold and silver do. Is it beautiful? Yes. But more important than that, it has a place in your portfolio so you can sleep well at night. You know you have balance. You've worked hard for your savings. What are you doing to protect its value? We all know the stock market is volatile. By diversifying your portfolio, you can protect yourself from an unpredictable market. That's why I invest with Legacy Precious Metals. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. They make investing in gold and silver simple. Just open an online account, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a personalized dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. Create your free account online at buylegacygold.com or give their experts a call today at 866-484-4043. Even in the event of a stock market, housing market, or banking collapse, gold and silver have been shown to retain their worth. Don't leave your future up to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-484-4043 or visit buylegacygold.com. There has been some news articles about the precious metals industry having to deal with the Federal Trade Commission. Can you talk about both the industry as a whole, the Federal Trade Commission, and how legacy is different? This is one of the big dilemmas in this industry. The precious metals, physical metals, are not a regulated environment. There's no licensure needed. You're relying on the integrity of the person that you're speaking to and the integrity of the person who's established the company. And that's where it gets troublesome. There are companies out there who are just out to make money. And there's nothing wrong with making money. You just have to do with integrity. The ultimate goal is for the customer to make money. The client should feel and see the results of their investment. The company should make a profit so they can take care of their bills and be there for their customer. So there's always that balance. And we do see these the CFTC actively pursuing companies right now who overcharge, who appeal to a fear-mongering of sorts to have people sell off all their assets and buy precious metals at an exaggerated price. And that's one of the conversations I have with people who have fallen into this trap and they get a hold of us and say, this is what I have, what happened? And I walk them through it. It's a heartbreaking conversation to have with people, but we have to let them know what happened. And you'll see them buying metals. They're told, this is a 
numismatic coin, or this is something that's private, or this is something that's special. It's not your average gold investment. And while that sounds attractive, they don't realize they're being charged 35, 40, sometimes as much as 50% premiums for those items. It's heartbreaking. And so when I read these articles of these companies that are being investigated by the CFTC, it actually makes me happy because this is something this industry needed. It needed to be swept up of the people who are out there without good intentions. And we're seeing it happen. So that's a good thing. So when you're looking at metals, you want to understand that, you know, one of the key questions you want to ask the person on the phone, if you're talking to them, is how much does this charge me? What are you charging me for this service? Because there's always a charge for service. And if they can't answer that, you have problems. You should be looking between 7 and 10%. That's what it should cost to average out a fair price for your metals to get it delivered and have everything set up. We're on the lower end of that. Most of these companies out there that you see, they're in the 35% or more region. Wow. That really takes a lot of money out of your investment and your savings just in order to make that transaction. It puts you so far behind the ball that the metals can't even do their job for you at that point. Well, you know, one of the reasons I've always liked talking with you is that you deliberately set out to create in Legacy Gold a different kind of company with a different kind of openness and customer orientation an educational approach so people are making informed decisions. And you've now launched your new online investing platform. It's only a few months old. Tell me about why this is a significant break in terms of helping people understand what they're doing and helping them keep track of their investments. The important thing to the platform to me, it gives customers access to their account 24 hours a day. Not everyone operates on the same time frames, right? Not everyone invests in the same ways. But one of the great things about our platform is you can log in anytime. You can see your account. You can see what you purchased. You can see where it's valued now. You have the ability to track it, which is something you don't get with many gold companies. In fact, there's very few of them out there that will give you an honest answer to what your metals are worth. So we wanted to take that and say, let's remove that negativity from this market. You want to see how much your metals are worth? Log in. It tells you right there. This is what I purchased. Here's what I purchased for. Here's where it's valued at today. Let's remove that from the equation. Transparency is so hard to find these days, but this is really what it was about. So when you log in, not only can you purchase metals and see your values, you can look and see what other things you may be interested in. You can take a peek behind the curtain, I like to say, as to what it's like to be in this business, because this is what we do. And you can do it on your time frame. Now, granted, you may go to the platform and say, this is not for me. I don't get this stuff. I'm not an electronic type person. You get the same service when you call us. And we'll show you how to go through the platform too, so that when you are looking at it later, you'll understand what you're looking at. But that kind of transparency is really important. That's what makes this an investment. People can test this out and see what you and I are talking about. If they go to buylegacygold.com slash newt, I want to repeat that for me so people can get it. But if they go to buylegacygold.com slash newt, then with no commitment on their part, no cost, they get to explore exactly what you're offering in this new online platform, which allows them to have a much better sense of their own investments, the nature of investing in gold, silver, and other precious metals. And all of that is free. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. If you do go to buylegacygold.com slash newt, and you decide it interests you, as I understand it, everybody can now purchase their precious metals directly online. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And that's very different from what the rest of the experience is in this industry. And that's really what we wanted to bring to it, that transparency and that access for everyone. People, when they go online at buylegacygold.com slash newt, they can actually look at buying coins or bars or simply rolling their existing retirement account into a precious metals IRA with minimum inconvenience and minimum effort on their part. That's really what was important to us is the decision to protect yourself is important. We didn't want to create a complicated process because if you make it too difficult, people get frustrated and say, I'll do it later. And that's not what we want. We want people who are of the mindset that they need that protection. They're ready to get started. We need them to be able to do it without being inconvenienced. So that's why we have the whole team set up here that we do. This is what legacy is about. We're here to help you through the entire process, as much as needed or as little as needed. You determine what level of interaction with us that you want to have. So we've found that place to be where we can service everyone and give them the attention that they need. For people who want more personal contact or people who just aren't comfortable going on the web, they can go to 866 484 4043. I'm going to repeat this. 866-484-4043. And somebody then will be able to answer their questions, and they're dealing directly with the person. And if they're the kind of folks who are uncomfortable, although I must say, having watched how many of my friends now buy things online, I think the number of people who are uncomfortable is shrinking every single day. But if you do want a more personal experience, you can get it at 866-484-4043. And there are a range of options, Charles, that you all at Legacy Gold are offering. Can you just briefly talk about it? Because it's a fascinatingly complex business. We range from everything from your simple bar to your coins to some of your more elaborate coins. We have access to every form and fashion of gold, silver, and platinum in the world. We deal with all of the major manufacturers, mints. So we have access to everything, whether it be the cheapest block of gold or silver that you want to the most elaborate coin. And sometimes it can be hard. You'll go online, you'll be looking through and say, what do I do? When you get there, if you're not sure, that's when you give us a call and we'll be able to walk you through what makes a Canadian maple leaf valued here. What makes a gold eagle valued here? What's the difference? How is that different from a bar? And there's a lot of things to it. I mean, bars are a fantastic investment, right? But they don't have the backing of a major government's mint, the full faith of a government that this particular item, this gold item is this level and purity of gold. With that, they're a little cheaper. I'm not saying that they're good or bad. It's just a different option. Whereas the coins, you have this guarantee. It's a currency of sorts, easy to carry, easier to transact business with. If you're selling it later, if you don't sell it back to us, people know what it is. So there's levels of investment, whether it's gold, silver, or platinum, there are different forms and fashions. And what we always want to do too, and one of the things we hear a lot is, this money isn't for me, this is for my kids or my grandkids. So sometimes it's nice for them to be able to say, I've got some bars, but I also have some coins because I'm going to teach a lesson to my grandkids. I'm going to teach them some monetary lessons. 
here's the value of this particular coin. It's something that's attractive to look at, something nice to carry around. And now I can teach them about value. So there are a lot of ways to do it. And we have the options for all of them. So if you find yourself in that dilemma, you don't know what to get, definitely give us a call. I gather that there's really a pretty large audience for coins that they've sort of really come back as something people like. I agree. And I think you look at that and it's easy to understand because we have money, right? We have bills and we have coins. We're used to the concept of a coin. We understand what it is. You hold it in your hand and you understand it. A bar is a little different. It doesn't feel like a monetary value. Where coins, because they're stamped and made by mints, it really strikes home that fact that this is money. The fact that people can set up their account in a matter of minutes, they can go to buylegacygold.com slash newt, or as we mentioned earlier, they can go to 866-484-4043, and they can have a real chance to look at it. They don't have to buy anything, but they can get an education, and this is one of the finance options for their future. I really want to thank you, Charles, for joining me. I mean, I find these conversations as the market changes, as inflation changes, as the Federal Reserve changes, and as the Congress is changing, it's really helpful to have your years of experience, your depth of knowledge put in context what's going on. And I think that people will be fascinated to know that all the stuff they can learn from you online and from your team at Legacy Precious Metals. Thank you, Nudette. A glowing endorsement. I appreciate that. And this is what we do. It's our pleasure. And it's really what this business was established to do, and we thank you for the time. Thank you to my guest, Charles Thorngren. You can learn more about Legacy Precious Metals' new online investment platform at buylegacygold.com slash newt. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcast and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. This episode of Newt's World was brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. 